0: Hey, y'all, it's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast.
1: And this is Kelly with the Mission Tabernacle Outreach podcast.
0: We're here today. Just we're just going to chit chat, right? We're going to, good. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to shoot the breeze. We've got some some questions that are kind of conversation starters. But if you're listening to Let's Be Real, then this is my friend Kelly. And she is, has her own podcast called Mission Tabernacle Outreach on the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network, and if you are listening to Kelly's, then I have one as well, so let's be real. Yeah.
1: Yes, we're excited you're here with us today, and this will actually be my first podcast with a guest. Carmen's used to doing that, but I've never done that before, so this is all new to me. Well, it'll be interesting, that's for sure, (laughs) right? Uh, yeah, Yeah, very.
0: So, Kelly and I, we work together at the Pregnancy Resource Center, and what is, what is it that you do there and, and I do? We'll, we'll do a little...
1: Okay, well, I'm the development director, so that means that I raise the money for the funds, and Carmen is my boss. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I'm the executive director, and
0: I get to work side-by-side with you every day, and it's a joy and a, plev- a pleasure and a privilege, and you're awesome at what you do, which makes my job a lot easier,
1: so... Well, she's the greatest boss ever. It's hard to call her a boss because she's more of a friend or a family member. Yeah. I need a mug that
0: says, I have one that says boss lady and I
1: don't really like it. (laughs) I need one that says world's
0: greatest boss or something like that.
1: Daycare keeper. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we thought we would just, you know spitball some questions at each Mm -hmm. other and see what we come up with. So the first one I thought of, and I think I might know the answer to your question, but if you had a DIY show like on HGTV or TLC, what would be your specialty?
1: If I had a show of my own, it would be to help people's true testimonies come to life. That would be very exciting to me, and that's what I would would like to aim for in the future is to actually have people come on and tell God stories that have actually happened in their lives. Cool. And I would eventually like to help turn those into movies, faith films. Yeah, so
0: you, you are diving into the film industry kind of on your own time this year. You've gotten started in that, and that's pretty cool.
1: I'm having a very good time. I'm Good. getting to volunteer some on movie movie sets, and it's it's very exciting. We have a lot of things coming up. I'm on the board for In the Weight, and we have a large movie that will be coming up in the future, and that is a nonprofit that's going to help 100,000 people get a kidney. So be in prayer about that, and we're going to have more on that later to come, I hope.
0: Well, if I had a DIY show, I think it would be maybe like a cooking show or... Mm-hmm. I don't. Know.
1: I'll be your first kid Yes. <laughs> Teach you how to cook.
0: <laughs> I thought maybe you would say like decor because you you are really good at decorating things.
1: I really love to decorate, but most of mine is rigged together. So I don't know <laughs> if it would even stay put for the whole show. <laughs> the The thoughts are there,
0: but putting it together yeah. is a different thing. I don't know what else I would do. I don't know that I'm all that.
1: DIY I like things to come to me done <laughs> when I think of you I think of events wedding wedding events yeah, that's
0: true mm-hmm. I can do a because I've planned some weddings and direct
1: <laughs> weddings some on the side so I could do that That'd be a good yeah. reality show yeah
0: it's reality for sure <laughs> alright here's the next question if you could bring any gift to a party what would it be
1: I'm gonna let you go first oh, on that one okay
0: I think I would bring maybe somebody, a family member that somebody hasn't seen in a long time, or you know they're so far apart they can't get to each other. I would pay all the money to for the airline tickets oh, and make all the cool. arrangements, and
1: that's cool. Surprise that person with their family member. Well, my first thought is chattering teeth when they open the box and the teeth are <laughs> chattering. <laughs> But then I think one of my favorite memories, and this is a tradition that I like to carry on. My mom, she always, always had presents wrapped in the closet. And it didn't matter who showed up. If they just stopped by to say hello, everybody between Thanksgiving and Christmas that came to our house got a gift.
0: Wow. So
1: she just had them wrapped and ready to go. She just had them wrapped and ready to go. Mm Mm-hmm. And she always had something for any age or male, female, whatever. She always had a gift. So I've always thought that was cool.
0: Yeah, that's like, that's a love language of, you know, just being ready to make somebody feel special. Definitely. She's a giver. That's cool.
1: All right. What is your spirit animal? Mine would definitely have to be an owl. (laughs) (laughs) God has definitely my dad. He always taught me and my brother through nature. He taught us lots of lessons through nature. And since he's passed on, this sounds crazy, but barred owls are something that I continuously see. And God speaks to me through animals and through birds. And that may be part of the Cherokee in me. I don't know. Mm, (laughs) But yeah, I've got lots of stories. Okay. You wanna share, share one with us that
0: maybe is the most memorable?
1: The most memorable is at the at the PRC when I was planning an elected officials tour. And I was trying to get confirmation if that was what I should do, what I shouldn't do. I, di- I didn't know because I was kind of battling with that. And I remember the day that I had gone out back to decorate for that elected officials tour and I heard an owl hooting and it's it's the middle of the day. And I look up in the tree above me, and this owl is hanging off the limb, staring at me, just eye to eye. And so I went on in. I finished what I had to do. I come out, and it's still looking at me. So the next day, I had to go out to the building. There was two owls, and they're all barred owls. If you don't know the difference, they don't have the horns on their head. They're they're barred owls. Well, the third day that I went out there, there was three owls out there. Wow. And right after that had happened, my daughter and I were on our way to Alabama and an eagle, a bald eagle comes out of nowhere, begins to fly in front of the car. And I went on Google and I tried to figure out the flight pattern, Mm -hmm. how it was flying and how it was shaking and it was in fear. But then God began to show me that when an owl is, I mean, when an eagle is in fear, it will soar up is high above all the birds that are aggravating it at the bottom and under it. It flies above its fear.
0: That's cool, mm-hmm. which is kind of reminiscent of that verse in Isaiah, it's that those who wait on the Lord soar We're like eagles, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. Well. I don't really know what my spirit animal would be. I think on any given day, it's probably a different one, a different animal from Monday to Friday, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever's going on. Um, But I did have a lady one time tell me that she thought mine was a deer because she observed me during a time of worship. And she said, you you remind me of a deer in that scripture as the deer pants for water. So my soul longs after you. And I thought, Right. But deers run out in front of cars and, you know, (laughs) make some dumb decisions sometimes, too. So, But they do it gracefully. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) And when I think about that, then I think about the day I was, I had taken Shelby, my daughter, to school. And I was sitting, coming out of the school. Traffic had stopped because there was a deer that had ran out in front of the car in front of me. And so we were all kind of stopped waiting for the deer to cross the road. And I was paying attention to that deer. Well, lo and behold, out of the corner of my eye, here comes a second deer into my car, just bammed up into my car and then scaled, like flew over the roof. And I'm like seeing it in slow motion. It was bananas. (laughs) Like I'm focusing on this one and here comes another one.
1: Kind of like you were in the North pole. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was like, where's Rudolph? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So maybe a deer. All right, my phone cut off, so I've got to get it back
1: up. Um, most embarrassing moment. Ooh, I think that would probably be one Sunday. I was going to a church that was it wasn't like I was used to growing up in a little country church where you had a choir that sang the old hymns. This was an upper scale church, very nice church. And I had joined the choir. And that particular morning i did not bring my readers and you know how bad it is yeah. when i don't have my glasses or a flashlight to see well they sang a new song that i didn't know and i was like i've got to lip this well i was trying to lip sync but i didn't know the words <laughs> i just kept right on moving my mouth and i know that i was not with anybody so that was pretty embarrassing.
0: it's like when the when the sound and the picture don't match up, exactly, that's how you looked. <laughs> that's funny. I think about a time I was singing a solo in church. I was probably, I don't know, junior or senior in high school, and I was up there singing. I was thought I was doing really well. Well, the lady that does our children's message, you know, they'd call the children to the front. She'd do a little lesson with them and then send them out to children's church. Well, she had used an alarm clock as her l- illustration for the her little message and then she just set everything on the offering table that was right there at the front and including the alarm clock well as i'm singing in the middle of my song you know just doing my thing the alarm clock goes off like bang <laughs> bang like starts buzzing and i was like well what do i do what do i do and my uncle thankfully he is he was the minister of music at the time and he sat on the front row so he was able to jump up right quick and figure out how to turn it (laughs) off and i just kept on going but that was pretty embarrassing yeah that was your cue (laughs) yep but then that reminds me of you know we don't want to incriminate anybody but the event that year and our musical guest tripped up the steps and face planted on the stage yeah i don't guess that was embarrassing for me maybe some secondary embarrassment but he was pretty embarrassing for him (laughs) He was very graceful about yes, that, he though. He jumped up really quick. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't sure if I kept on doing his introduction or if I just let him, you know, get back up and and get get going to his to his uh, little keyboard there. Yeah, y'all played that off well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your greatest piece of advice that you could give somebody?
1: I think my greatest piece of advice would be to definitely keep your eyes fixed on the Lord. And that was one of the things that, talking about the owls again, one of the things that I studied was how an owl will be so focused on one thing, even though they can turn their head all the way around and they can see the dangers all around them, They'll get hit by a car really easy because they're focused on one thing. So I think that it would be to to listen to God's voice and pay attention to what He's telling us to do and watch for those deceptive doors that may be opening that we're not supposed to step through.
0: Right. And as you've lived your life and the ups and downs, you know, that I know of stories that you've told me. yeah, we can look back and say well, those were times where I really should have kept my focus where mm-hmm. it was, and I wouldn't have made
1: that misstep right here and there. Right. Yeah. Definitely, I've had a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only not only did I pay for those mistakes, but my children have paid mm-hmm. for those mistakes. So if I could give any advice, it would be for young parents to pay attention because what you the decisions you make today are so important for your family in the future.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think for me, mine would be I guess something similar. First of all, the greatest decision a person could ever make is to follow Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. And that would be, once you do that, don't go into it thinking that everything's going to be, you know, dancing through the meadow, flowers and butterflies. It's mm-hmm. not. And, yeah. and I think a lot of people who quote, get saved, they go into it with this high expectation that now their life is gonna be smooth sailing and it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't mean God's not any great than what he was the day he saved you. Right. So I think that would be my piece of advice that once you make that salvation decision, walk keep walking with Jesus um, knowing that things are still gonna go awry right. in this life because we live in a sinful world, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's fallen. But one day you know, Jesus is gonna reign supreme right. over everything and all the right the wrongs are gonna be righted and
1: we can keep we can keep that hope and that spark in our lives when we do that. Well I think one thing to remember is that when we give our life to Christ, yes, the challenges are gonna be greater. I mean you're having to turn away from the world to follow Christianity, follow Jesus, follow mm-hmm. Christ, but there's such a peace there, a peace that you don't know without Christ. Yeah, which makes it where you can walk through it.
0: Um, the, what you're saying just made me think of a mutual friend of ours is just having another bout of breast cancer, and we were in a I was in a meeting with her the other day, and she said that she just didn't see how an individual walked through that journey without without Christ, without Mm -hmm. knowing that hope of eternal life, without having that comfort from the Holy Spirit. And you've walked
1: through a cancer journey yourself. Mm -hmm. Would you kind of second what she's saying there? Definitely. I'll never forget the day that I had gone through six months of just continuous pain that wouldn't go away. And the day that the doctor told me, you have stage three colon cancer, I instantly, it was not an audible voice, but I instantly knew God say, God said to me, it's not cancer. Mm -hmm. When he said that to me, it gave me what I needed to push through that process. And I'm not saying that, you know, God uses doctors. He used doctors for me. I was in the hospital nine days and they were able to get that growth out of my colon. I went through six months of chemo pill treatment but the doctors were trying to push me to go through the hard chemo and I had that peace that God had given me and I chose not to do that it's been 14 years now but God does my brother's facing the same thing now and my brother is God is using those treatments for him the treatments are helping to make him better God chooses different ways to heal our bodies But then sometimes he chooses to heal us through eternity, right? God's always going to answer a prayer of healing always. But we need to be focused on listening to what he says. So we follow the program he has laid out for us.
0: Yeah. And I think there those oftentimes we think, well, the big decisions, I'll follow Jesus Mm -hmm. on these big decisions when, you know, crisis comes or calamity or what a tragedy but really it's in the the day to day right it's it's the walking step by step and how am i going to follow jesus in that way which affects our relationships mm-hmm. our children our spouses all of the our coworkers even you mm-hmm. know if we choose not to follow jesus on that daily how is it going to be when we come to a a diagnosis or a breakup mm-hmm. or you know something like that oh, now I'm going to follow Jesus.
1: Right. When that pattern's not already established in your life, it's going to be a lot harder. Yeah. I can't imagine how I would have handled that without God, Mm -hmm. because when I came out of surgery, I had a colostomy bag that I didn't know I was going to have when I went into surgery. So coming out of surgery and having that was already terrifying. but. God gave me such a peace about that. Within four weeks, I was back doing 30 haircuts a day. I was a hairstylist at the time, and God's peace was with me. I knew it was going to all be okay, and they were able to reverse that. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I can't imagine not having God and waking up to that. Mm-hmm. Sure. All
0: right. Well, it is, it's a blessing that God walks with us, mm-hmm. that he doesn't just show up in the big times right that he's he's right there with us if we'll stay with him he's gonna stay with us that's right yeah what's your who's your leadership hero
1: if you had somebody that you could pinpoint my leadership hero would definitely have been my dad Mm -hmm. my dad he passed away nine years ago but i still look at his writings today and i look at how organized he was and I think about his job. His He was a pastor, and he guided the church very well. He has books. He has financial books. He has, I can't even begin to tell you, every sermon, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, is in a book organized year by year. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, and God just, I saw him every night of my life. I remember him laying in the bed crying and praying every single night reading his Bible. I can remember him being in the church with the lights out and crying and praying in the altar, calling out the names of the families in the church. He was the most amazing man that I have ever known, but it was all because of God, because he focused on God. That's where he put his focus. Mm. Yeah,
0: for me, I would say my dad, he passed away when I was 14, so not really having the opportunity to really watch him He was in leadership roles in our church and and led our family well so Mm -hmm. i can kind of go back on that but i think about my uncle the same one i referred to a little bit ago he i've been able to watch him all throughout these years really Mm -hmm. take a leadership role in our extended family in church that that kind of thing but then i think about my mom my mom Mm -hmm. was left to parent four girls through college, high school, proms, weddings, all the, th- all the graduations. And she had to step into the role of leading our family when that was something I'm sure was very hard for her. But, but right. she's done it, she's done it well. She continues to be the matriarch of, of the 20 of us now that's part of my family with my sisters and their families. And so it's really neat to see a woman be a family leader. No, that wasn't the plan, mm-hmm. but that's what happened. And she embraced that. And it's been a blessing to all of us to sit under her, her leadership, for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, that's something that we have the privilege of doing mm-hmm. is ministering to mothers who are trying to make a decision whether to raise children by their self. And if anybody could encourage them, we would, to to let them know that God is there and that he's going to help. What, he's going to provide every need that you have if you just trust in him.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So that leads me into the next question because we are both leaders in our in this ministry that we work in. What's your leadership style, you think? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um Sometimes I get on my own nerves. <laughs> Most of the time. I think that I have, I like to be a perfectionist, but I'm human. And mm-hmm. it really, I let myself down if I don't have things just the way they need to be or just as organized or they as they need to be or laid out but it never ends up being the way I try to make things. I always see God's hand reach in and I see God work. And I know that I know that I could not do my job without God. Everything that has been an accomplishment since I've been in that position has been God and I give him all credit. I always say that my brother was the salesman, he could sell He could sell pencils at school for three dollars that my mom got free at the (laughs) bank (laughs) he sold everything but i never could sell anything i've never been a salesman and i was actually told the first time i applied for my job not by carmen Mm -hmm. she wasn't there at the time but i was told that they didn't think that i had the quality for that and i agreed with them I'm, i'm not a salesman i don't think i can do it either. But God continued to push that, and later on, the opportunity became available for me to be the director of development, and it's been six years. And we have saw God, with us working together all as a team, we have saw God bring us so far Mm -hmm. at the Pregnancy Resource Center. And I don't know that I'll be there tomorrow. We never know what tomorrow holds, but as long as we're in that position, we have to work as hard as we can to build the kingdom for the lord until he's ready to move us we can't move
0: right yeah i agree i think my leadership style is a little bit of i don't i'm i'm a little more laid back i think and you can probably tell me if i'm yeah. self aware or if i'm way off base no she's she's very <clears throat> laid back i think i'm laid back i think i also procrastinate in making decisions which is also not it's not great you know especially if you need to make a decision immediately and you can't, there's no time to procrastinate, but yet my nature is to, but I'm, I'm very um, laid back. I think I'm very gracious in allowing for mistakes and, mm-hmm. and this didn't work. So let's try something else, right. that kind of thing. And I don't want to be overbearing. I mean, it, right. it's not helpful for anybody Right. when you have an overbearing leader. That tries to control and hang on to things exactly. and um, wants everything, you know, every I dotted and T crossed mm-hmm. the first time, that's right. not, that's just unrealistic right. expectations that you put on people. And then they get tired mm-hmm. of operating under that and then they want to leave. You that's know? right. And that's the same for our families, for our, mm-hmm. our you know, positions that we have in church. We're gonna if we're leaders, we're gonna lead and it's either gonna be in a negative way or it's gonna be in a positive way. So let's use the positive Mm -hmm. route and then we'll get a little bit further down the road Mm
1: -hmm. for the greater good, right? That's right. And I can honestly say that one of the things that I remember the most about what you have planted in us is show grace. Mm -hmm. Always show grace. I'm very fast to make decisions and Carmen is slower, so God uses us to kind of come together and there's an in-between point right there, Right. but grace is so important, and some days you don't feel like having grace, you're mm-hmm. tired, you're mm-hmm. worn out, your body hurts, but we have to always show grace,
0: Right. and I think it's important as leaders to be able to laugh at yourself too.
1: <laughs> yeah. I
0: think you and I kind of, we were able to do that. Yeah. Um, and you know tell on tell jokes about ourselves Mm -hmm. like oh yeah i really screwed this thing up yeah let me (laughs) tell you about it
1: (laughs) exactly um and And our staff helps us laugh at ourselves too
0: yeah they remind (laughs) us of things right yeah that's cool and god develops us into the leaders that he would have us to be which goes back to We're going to have to rely on him a lot of times because Mm -hmm. he places us in these positions, in these roles that, no, we're not equipped for. We're not qualified at the point where he puts us there, which like, okay, now I'm really going to have to rely on him. Mm -hmm. And those are opportunities for him to build our faith in him, not in ourselves. Right. Yeah. And I've seen that. And I mean, my background was in teaching and knew nothing about nonprofit leadership, but here I am, you know, and you were a hairstylist for
1: how I many 30 yeah. years, you know? What a difference is that? I mean, I can't count without a calcul- calculator. Right. So.
0: <laughs> and you're yeah. crunching numbers and looking yeah. at figures all day long. Right. Uh, making sure that we have what we have to continue to operate. So, yeah. All right, last question uh, What has God been teaching you lately?
1: I think God has been teaching me to put my life in his hands and let him take the wheel. There's so many times that I wanna push what I want in my life, and I know that's not, I am seeing God open doors that I never even thought about opening in my life. And I'm trying just to be obedient, but I want to make sure that I focus and listen to him because it's really, when when you get into being interested in acting or being interested in the film industry, you have to be careful of deception. And I have seen that so easy. My daughter went to modeling school and I can remember going to agent's offices and I literally remember taking her in there and there not being a secretary, nobody ever coming to the front desk to help us. And we ended up having to leave. And now that I look back on that, I think God was closing those doors. When you look at the trafficking that's going on now that is coming a lot through modeling in the film industry, you have to be so careful with your children. And back then, I never thought about that. That was not a danger that I would expect to have happened. But just like she was chosen to out of 200 to go to Los Angeles to audition for different jobs, and she was only 14 years old. And the Lord closed that door because I stopped getting child support the month she got chosen to do that and I went two years without any child support before I was able to receive any and I was not able to let her go to Los Angeles and that was a huge blessing because where would she be today if if she had have gone that route? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: For me, I'm God's, I can see God working in my husband's life which is really cool to kind of sit back and see him grow as you know a follower of Christ and and I think God's using new ministry opportunities in his life to grow his faith Mm -hmm. uh, like he did for me when he brought me to the Pregnancy Resource Center so that's cool to sit back and look and just kind of be a kind of be a help in that and then God's showing me that I have a lot of pride in my life and I need to and in my heart. And he really whispers all that to me, something that you didn't, I wouldn't have even thought was prideful. The Holy Spirit catches me and says, wait a minute now, that's that's pride. You need to watch that. So that's kind of where he's working in my life right now is to to show me that I'm not in the be all and in the things that I think are very humble in thought or Mm -hmm. almost prideful (laughs) so that's that's what he's doing to me in my life right now
1: and i think we're all that way even with the small things yesterday it was kind of funny i had got a new pair of boots and they had rhinestones on the heels and i love those boots and so one of the girls at work told me she said i like your boots and i made the haughty comment well i like to stand out well Yesterday I'm walking across the parking lot and the whole bottom starts flapping on my boots and <laughs> it was a reality check. I say God took those boots because I was being ugly about them. <laughs>
0: but I love how you just bent over, you ripped the bottom off, and you just kept on walking. It's <laughs> not the first time it's happened. <laughs> those rhinestones are in check.
1: Those yes. are still
0: still there. Well, Kelly, that was all I had planned for. Do you have any kind of parting words or anything you want to say?
1: No, we thank everybody for being here with us today and for listening to us. And maybe this is the beginning of the Carmen and Kelly show. Who knows? KK show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But we hope that you'll join us next week. I do have coming up with my podcast I'm gonna to begin to have guests on who are in the pro-life industry and we're gonna do as many testimonies as we can find to come in and that would actually be something be good for me and Carmen to do together, but have these people come in and give their testimonies about the pro-life movement. So just be on the lookout for that and we'll be looking forward to you listening to us again.
0: Yeah, and I'll have new Let's Be Real episodes coming up. Not real sure where God's leading in the next next little bit, but I know it'll be something that will be great. So I hope y'all tune back in.
1: Right. All right. Well, right. God bless. Have a good day.